Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. There are movies that you absolutely need to watch. There are books you absolutely need to read. There are people you absolutely need to be around. And then there are people and books and movies and songs on the radio that you do not need to listen to or watch or be around. You do not. Then there's this middle ground. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's it, it's kind of nothing. It, you know, it's just a placeholder, just a time spender. And you got to be careful about doing that too much yeah. with what you read, with the people you're around, and what you listen to, because that is what builds us. We've all, always known that. And, and you can choose who you're around. You can choose what you read. You can choose what you watch and choose what you listen to. But probably more importantly is to remember that you can choose what not to read and you can choose what you don't watch and choose what you don't listen to. Here, I've got a simple premise. It's to take the wisdom of self-help and personal development and break it down as to how it relates to our world today and to your world today. In this episode, I'm back with beloved superstar author and speaker, Andy Andrews, to talk about his personal habits for success. In addition, I asked him to discuss some of the top habits he would advocate for us all, for our culture, as he seeks to influence the world with positive cultural literacy. We talked about that some in my previous episode, 981 with Andy. And he brings us back to, as you heard in the intro, the power we have over what we let into our minds, what we allow to influence us for better or worse on any given day. And it's incredibly elementary, but the profound common sense that is so often not so common anymore. And how often do we get worked up? on a given day, again, over news or relational interactions that we didn't really have to participate in? How often do we choose to partake of input from sources we voluntarily engaged with? And how often do we get to the end of the day and are able to measure an amount of positive, inspiring, and life-building input we're proud of and lifted by. I mean, the days so often just happen to us and we don't guard or intentionally budget the diet we feed our minds. So listen in to this and some more golden nuggets from Andy. Uh, Andy's also headlining for Ziggler on May 19th and 20th 2022 as keynote speaker for the Ziegler Coach Summit in Frisco, Texas. You can check it out at Ziegler.com slash Coach Summit. And if you are or want to be a coach, don't miss this event. And you can check out more about Andy at WisdomHarbor.com. And hey, if you're new to Ziggler and are a coach or want to become one, let the Ziggler family empower you at Ziggler.com slash coach leadership program. Well, now I bring you Andy Andrews and his personal and prescribed habits for success. All right, Andy, we're going to take a walk through the Ziggler wheel of life here and uh, coming off of our initial show together. 
looking at the culture, looking at the issues out there, what are the, uh, I'm going to ask you from the teacher standpoint and the personal standpoint, what would you, okay. if you had the, if you were on stage, okay, Andy, what's the, what's the primary habit or habits that you would offer, uh, with your influence? What would they be in these areas? And if there's anything new or interesting in your own habits in them, shoot us with that too. So, uh, All right. start off with health. And this is, we're talking about exercise, nutrition, physical, you know, mind, body, spirit, but physical health. I think uh, a habit of consistency, and that's one that I have to work at, you know, mm. with the exercise, with the decent food. And and so I, I feel like when you're talking health, it would be physical health. And and so the physical health is is a matter of consistency because, you know, you can't go to the gym once every month or you can't walk once every 10 days. I mean, it's a consistent effort. And the same thing is true with our eating. So consistency. And from a personal standpoint, that's one I have a hard time with. Well, as I say, you live in Alabama. That is not the height of, especially diet. You got good old Southern food happening there. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if it's not fried here, it's not on the menu. (laughs) It's not legitimate. Yeah. And so I, I, I think my schedule has a, a, a more of a bearing on making consistency tough for me. Yeah. Um, but I, but that's that's something that I strive for. Yeah. The next one's relationships. You know, family, friends, relational help. How do we foster, nurture healthy relationships? I I, I think. To put, to put your, your thoughts on somebody else and put it in, in somebody else's arena, to think about them instead of you, and maybe that's a humility thing, but I, I really believe to have effective relationships you got to be interested in somebody else. I mean, you, you've got to, it's because, you know, the, the old thing about what's more important, you know, quality time or quantity time. Right. And the answer is yes, uh, because it, it requires both. It requires quality time and quantity. You know, you, you can't spend time with somebody and, and you be watching something on TV while they're, doing something on their phone and, and, you know, enhance a relationship. That's there. There's, there's gotta be something that you connect over something that is interesting to us, to our families, to our spouses, there, that, that interests both of us, you know I mean? Uh, and it could be a television show. It could be a, an activity. Um, there are different things that I bond with my boys on than things that I bond with my wife on. And there are things that my wife and I watch on television that we get into great conversations about. We're, we're, we're into the all creatures, great and small on PBS now, you know, and, and we read that book when we were little and we're loving that. Our boys wouldn't watch that on a bet, you know, but, but then, there, there's other things I do with the boys, but it's it's a, a mix of quality, quantity and quality with time. 
Well, and you're talking about shared context. And when I was looking at now on our first show together, we kind of walked through your wisdom harbor and you've got stuff on there for kids, for parents. And that stood out to me that you had a lot of things, offerings in there that seemed to be geared, geared towards trying to help that shared context, which I know experientially, I got a lot of kids and I think we do probably better than, than most of having shared context, but you still have those. Uh, I've seen companies come out kind of like game things. And there's one called like a Veritas or something like that, that, uh, that got in touch with us, but it was really just little context cards. Those have gotten really, really common. And you think, gosh, we're obviously hurting for yeah. having shared context. See, there there have to be conversations. And and there was a time in this country when the children wanted to be adults and the adults could say, "Hey, you can sit in here as long as you're quiet, you can listen to the adults." And and so there was several generations of children who grew up knowing how to have a conversation with people with whom he disagreed. And they they knew how to be pleasant mm-hmm. with a with a disagreement. And they, they knew how to have conversations. But then there came a time in our country when there was no longer, you know, you can stay in here with the adults. It was like we're putting a movie on in the playroom. You stay in here yeah. and the adults are gonna be in here. Yeah. And Nobody, nobody learns the art of conversation anymore. I, I'd like to find the architect who was the first one to build a house without a front porch, because that started this retreat to the backyard with privacy fences, where we surround ourselves with people who only agree with us, who are just like us. And there is a, a I mean, you can see it in society. You can see it in politics. There was a time when Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan would duke it out on TV and then they would go out with their families and have dinner. And so you look at these guys now, could you see anybody having dinner together? No. But but to find things that that parents and kids, that male and female, that, that everybody enjoys that everybody enjoys, not just something that the kids watch that the parents could not bear to sit there for 30 minutes and then something that the parents watch, but they got to keep the kids in the other part of the house. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. Sometimes I have a, a, an oversized family, Uh, Pros and cons, of course, to any size family. One of the pros I've got to admit is having so many kids, it forced those disagreements and that working through and those kids, I see them are more gracious uh, with each other than I have the capacity to be in conflict and whatnot. But you're talking about, yeah, back to community in the front porch, which we know we are in a more isolated culture than ever when it comes down to those pieces. Well, speaking on that, and we started the first the beginning of the other show talking about your a comment you made about the uh, the culture spiraling down the drain third spoke here is mental and we know we're at an all time it seems like an all time high of mental health now, i don't know i have i know there's some proponents saying no we're just openly talking about it more it, it's not more than it used to be i think the stats show that it is actually more problematic than it is. Well, so on that, so on mental health, mental state, and on, again, how do, how would you, 
What would be a top tip here on how to nurture that, the hab- daily habits of nurturing your mental wellness? You know, there, there is uh, more anxiety, more anger. I, I, I just, I, I think it's pretty obvious. That more depression, uh, yeah. More depression, that there's, there's more mm. mental health issues. And, and I, I know that that this is more of a choice than most people would like to believe. But uh, it, it is a choice. I, ha- I remember one time my boys asking me, they said, hey, it's Friday night. Can we watch this movie? Is it all right if we watch this movie? And so they handed it to me, and I read the back, and I said, yeah. You can watch it. And they're like, all right. And I said, if you really want to. And they both were like, what does that mean, Dad? What are you meaning? And I said, well, you remember when we went canoeing on the Blackwater River and that water was like five or six miles per hour and it was about waist deep? You remember how we stopped on a sandbar and we swam there. They said, yes, sir. I said, you know, you could swim downstream pretty easily. It was tough to swim against the current, but you could do it. But if you, if you just stopped and tried to tread water, where'd you go? And they said, downstream. So, well, life is kind of like that. You know, the, you, you'll find that uh, the pure stuff, the good stuff is upstream. It's, it's hard. You have to make a choice to go there. The garbage ends up downstream. And, and so it, things naturally flow that way. But there are some people that swim to it. But... This is a, is a time where when you tread water and you think you're staying in the same place, that you end up downstream. And so all I'm saying is there are movies that you absolutely need to watch. There are books you absolutely need to read. There are people you absolutely need to be around. And then there are people and books and movies and songs on the radio that you do not need to listen to or watch or be around. You do not. Then there's this middle ground. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's it, it's kind of nothing. It, you know, it's just a placeholder, just a time spender. And you got to be careful about doing that too much yeah. with what you read, with the people you're around, and what you listen to, because that is what builds us. We've all, always known that. And and you can choose who you're around. You can choose what you read. You can choose what you watch and choose what you listen to. But probably more importantly is to remember that you can choose what not to read, and you can choose what you don't watch and choose what you don't listen to. Because we've all watched things and listened to things that we were like, I wish I could get that out of my head. Mm-hmm. 
Reminds me of a guy named Zig Ziglar. Yeah, you're, curious. You're, you're what you are and where you are because of what has gone into your mind. You can change what you are and who you are by changing what goes into your mind. One of the most pithy quotes to some degree, and yet maybe maybe the most profound that there is, and you just outlined yeah, it. that's bottom of the pool stuff. That's that is profound truth. That is bottom of the pool stuff. Finances. Talk to us about finances. I, you know, this is not an area I pay attention to a whole lot, but if I, you know, statistically, not as much as health and wellness and mental health and whatnot, but financially, I don't know that uh, we as a culture are swimming upstream very well. My, my advice, listen, Dave Ramsey. Yeah, <laughs> that's a simple one, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, th that is something that I feel very fortunate that my boys have done. As they've listened to Dave, yeah. he is fascinating to them, and and you know the 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 I think the bottom of the pool comment is that when you have money, don't buy everything you want, so that when times are hard, you can buy everything you need, and and so it's. To me, it, it the financial part of it is, I, I think that it, that's a discipline, just like choosing, choosing who you, you know, choosing who you are around, choosing what you read, choosing what you watch. The financial part of it is a discipline just to not, I, I mean, if you can right now, if you're a young person, it, it, you don't have to go into debt. You just don't have to. Uh, you know, you don't have to have the best car. Yeah. You, and, and, and I think that people who have gotten in serious trouble financially, they, they would tell you they wished a million times over they could have done it differently. And and so I, I think I probably have an advantage there because I spent some time, you know, living under a pier. Yeah. And so I, I, I mean, I just I know that I, I can I I can make it on little to nothing, and I don't ever want to get to the point where. I, I'm overextended. I, I, I just don't. I, it, life's too short. My family's too precious. And, and so I think, again, the financial aspect is a discipline. Yeah. And Dave Ramsey's books, you know, Total Money Makeover is a great, a great book to read. Tell us about spiritual then. You know, where I read recently that the fastest growing answer to what is your you know, faith or religion is none. It's the fastest growing response. And I would say none is a faith also. So we'll say that's the fastest, if that's the case, there's our fastest growing religion. Talk to, us, true. Talk there, to us about you know. habits there. Well, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I hope you are finding some takeaways that inspire and equip you to move closer to your dreams, desires, and convictions.
hundred churches a week are closing now. Wow. And and that was happening that that was happening before COVID. And so this is not a COVID related issue. This is a, a culture related issue. And and it's not that I think that the building is necessarily important, but I do think that a relationship is important and that a relationship with a higher power, with God, with Jesus Christ, I think that is, that's important. And I think that you either feed that or starve that. And to me, Kevin, the simplest way of doing that is is by reading specifically in my Bible. Now, you, you know, you may look at me and go, boy, you aren't much of a scholar, but I, I you know, I have the living Bible. I, I, I got that when I was a teenager. And then, you know, as I grew older, I got more complicated versions and, and more translations. But then there was a time in the past 10 years, I went back to the living Bible. I, I just, I like that. I can understand it. And and there are two books of the Bible that I think have meant more to my relationship with God, more to my spiritual life than than any other, and that's uh, Psalms and Proverbs. And and I had a guy tell me one time, this guy named Cleve McClary. I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you ever heard of Cleve. He's a Vietnam veteran. And just a, a great guy used to do Billy Graham crusades, oh, wow. you know, with with Billy Graham and and just a great guy. But he gave me this little book that had Psalms and Proverbs in it. And Cleve is from South Carolina and he talks like yes. And he said, boy, when you're reading this, just know when you're reading Psalms, that's you talking to God. And when you're reading Proverbs, that's God talking to you. Hmm. And that made a, a big difference in how I read that. And I was I, I I've read through Psalms and Proverbs every month for almost forty years. And and I'm shocked at how much that I still pick up. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought you were going to come out and say Leviticus as one of those. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Levi- Leviticus numbers, you yeah, know. Yeah, the big ones. Um, career, <laughs> career, career is the next spoke here, uh, Andy. And uh, you know, we're again looking at the culture changing times. We have people not staying in careers in the same jobs that long at all. It's not even a method, an aspect of, oh, people don't stay in one job the whole time. Are you kidding? They don't stay in 10 or 15 and things right. are changing. So when you look at the issues out there, what would you put at the top of the list for career and vocational habits to help people be where they're going to be fulfilled? I think, and, and I'm going to say this in a way that it might seem like it goes in another category, but... I think a key to career fulfillment, to career financial success, to career influence is seeking wisdom. Um, I think a, a definition of wisdom is a deeper understanding of principle, a deeper understanding of principle. And, and I think the deeper is the key descriptor because 
wisdom is not it's not a target you know it's, it's, so if if the if the definition of wisdom was a deep understanding of principle then that's a target you can say okay well i'm there i have a deep understanding but the but the descriptor is a deeper understanding of principle and so when you get a deeper understanding of principle where do you go from there well deeper i guess and so it's it's a consistent search for wisdom, for understanding, and and that can become your prayer. That can become your focus, and to find, you know, that's what Wisdom Harbor does, and we we do it for less than a tank of gas. Uh, no, we do it for less than a gallon of gas. Yeah, I mean, it's like two ninety nine a month, you know, and and so it's the whole purpose of it is to help people find wisdom in an entertaining way. And, and, you know, I, I always go back to what, what King Solomon said about wisdom that is, is more valuable than rubies. And, and I was always curious about that. Why would he say rubies? Why not gold? Why not diamonds? And, and yet if you look, you can Google it and see rubies are more valuable by far than gold. Rubies are more valuable than diamonds. And it's these rubies that are worth millions of dollars. And so I guess he knew what he was talking about when he said wisdom is more power, more, more valuable than yeah. the most precious rubies. And, but that seeking wisdom, it, it, is, it is wisdom that will secure your family is wisdom that will secure your relationships. It is wisdom that will provide contentment. They'll provide direction in your career. Um, that, you know, that is a, a foundational habit to seek wisdom. As opposed to all the other things that we can seek at a moment's notice uh, that consume our time. Yeah. The last right. one, Andy, is is personal, that personal spoke. And in this, we usually hit self-care, play, fun, hobbies, personal interests, those things. Oh, let me start off asking you about your own. I see I'm looking at the wall behind you. I see fishing. I see maybe hunting. I see water. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing those are yep. pointing towards some of you. Tell me what are the uh, play, self-care, fun, hobbies, personal interests of Andy Andrews. Th th those are fishing, hunting outdoors you know anything outdoors i mean i i, I do uh, i i took these pictures and so i do uh photography i i don't really consider myself a great photographer i just have a good camera and now with the digital thing you can go click 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 one of them's gonna you work can get a good one <laughs> yeah. yeah something's gonna work and but i i love doing that because it's like i'm searching for something i'm searching i'm, I'm outdoors it's quiet and and I'm and I'm I'm looking for something. I'm looking, you know, to find that wave, the the right way to get a picture of that hummingbird, to get a picture of my son, and, and that shark, and to, and just to find, you know, the owl with the babies looking out from behind it, and these deer framed like that. I just I love doing that, and I love being outdoors because that's where I feel close to God, but. The personal, the question of personal, my, my teaching on it would be to seek quiet, 
to seek silence, to seek a quiet place, quiet times. And and the reason for that is I believe I believe we get answers <clears throat> during those times. I think that that um, that God speaks in there. There was a, a moment several years ago that I realized that I was getting most of the answers in my life, uh, you know, significant answers during three different times. Um, and one was right when I would wake up. One was in the shower and the other was out in the woods, you know, you know, like a tree stand or something. And and the thing that those had in common was there was no social media, there's no telephones, there's no uh, <clears throat> radio or television, there's no other noise. And and I, I, I it, it's funny to me how how often I hear you know outdoor people say. Wow, I you know I feel closer to God. I feel like God speaks to me outdoors more than He does any other place. And and I I can picture God rolling His eyes and going, Yeah, I guess so. It's the only time you ever shut up. You know, it's like, <laughs> sure. it's the only time I can talk to you sure. because it's the only time you're quiet. Right, right. Yeah, we don't do that in the living room or the house at this point, or the car or anywhere. We don't have to even be alone right. uh, in the restroom. We always have entertainment. Uh, right. Things have gotten louder and louder. And yeah. I and I, re- I realized when one time I was I was praying. And and I, I realized how many times that I would pray and ask God for an answer and be very serious. I need an answer. And then I I'd say, amen. And then. Go okay. Yeah. Let me check my email, yeah. and and you know if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, I need some help. I I really need you to help me with this. I've got, I've got a problem here. I need some help. And will you help me?" And if I said yes, I, I will. And they said, "Okay, well, thanks." And then they left. I'd go, "Well, what was that about?" Right. You didn't give me a chance to say anything, and so. You're speaking to our our buddy, Bob Bodine's two chairs there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, Andy, thank you. Thanks for uh, the behind the scenes on you and and hitting this from a cultural standpoint. I appreciate your insight, your storytelling and uh, your wisdom. Thank you, brother. Well, as always, I appreciate you, Kevin. Thank you. Well, there you go, friends. Wisdom from Andy Andrews. Again, Andy is headlining for Ziegler May 19th through 20, 2022 as keynote speaker for the Ziegler Coach Summit in Frisco, Texas, which you can check out at Ziegler.com slash coach summit. And if you're a coach or want to be one, don't miss checking out the event. And you can find more about Andy at wisdomharbor.com. Coming up next in episode 984, Tom Ziegler joins me to have a conversation that matters about what helps us grow ourselves and move closer to the experiences and achievements we want from our lives. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. 